would make you think that I care about your opinion of me. Your opinion of me is not the opinion that I have of myself. You ain't make me so you can't break me. You didn't build me so you can't kill me. I, I, you know what? God, God established me. So you ain't nothing you can do to me. to another episode of two cc's of blackberry i am your main host cosmos and i'm carrie my co-host get ready <laughs> <laughs> yeah disclaimer disclaimer uh, we will be talking about some things on this episode that you may or may not agree with um, yes please all these things are props so if anybody listening takes shit personally yeah it's great which you know, if you if you're a good parent, you shouldn't take it personal. But you know, damn, <laughs> just this, you know, didn't even let him, uh, him breathe. <laughs> Lace that bitch up and wear it. God damn. But oh. I'm gonna let you start it off because you know you brought all of this to my attention. I I'm not had an interesting encounter in September. So by the time you hear about this story, yo, you will probably be in like October, November. I don't know. We haven't found out yet. Yeah, October. So I was on a bus. Now, mind y'all, if you can imagine what I look like, I'm about six foot one, black, long hair. It works. I was told by another African-American woman driving my public transportation bus. I'm not going to drop the name. You should know it by now. And she informed me that, you know, your locks to me represent femininity. Femininity. It's hard word to say. And if I am trying to succeed in this white man's land, I should cut my shit off and act and behave like that. And my co-host Carrie has informed me this is called respectability politics. <laughs> yes, I guess this whole topic of this story aligns with respectability politics. Mm -hmm. And respectability politics is pretty much from, from my viewpoint how you feel as though you have to change how you act or how you talk or how you look in order to gain the respect of others within a certain environment. I had to put it in a definition. Um, mostly, um, Black people have to do respectability politics when, well, I don't, but we're being around, you know, white people. Because that's usually the only context that is ever used in. We don't think about respectability politics when it's just black people in it. But all of a sudden, you know, a white person walks into the room, then, you know, you know, coach into play and, you know, a bunch of other things come into play. But continue. I feel though that is dangerous to the community to promote that behavior in any context. But to continue the topic of conversation, yes, these type of conversations are dangerous to have in the black community. 
because then it promotes conformity. It basically aligns everybody with one type of ideology that you shouldn't be who you are. You should be who I am to make it comfortable for me. And even those who do subscribe to this crazy doctrine, they're still not equal. So you're losing. You're just giving, it's a lose, it's a win-lose situation. And you've been losing for 200, 400 years. Yeah, because the thing about it, respectability politics is you can do all of these things and still not gain respect. And if somebody, especially like racism, racism is an ideology. So if somebody has the ideology, it comes from birth. You know, they are taught to be racist. And once you grow up in this environment, that's all you taught your entire life. It doesn't matter how you act to somebody that's racist. They're only going to view you in one way. Mm -hmm. You can cut your hair. You can, you know, do whatever you feel like you need to do. But if they don't respect you, they don't respect you. And, you know, nothing's going to change that. Kissing ass is not going to change that. In, in simpler terms. And that's why it's, you know, detrimental. Have you ever had that happen to you? Someone tell you the way you look is going to cause you to never be successful. Yeah, yeah. It's, it, you know, that's ridiculous. Especially coming from another black woman, you know. That was really crazy. Cause it's that like, was crazy. And, and how does she even look? I mean, to me. Yeah. She did have long hair, but it didn't matter about her appearance. It mattered to me that you was an older figure in the world, conversing with children consistently through the world. Like, if a kid having a bad day and decide to open up to you, yeah, granted, your your profession doesn't doctrine and immediately indoctrinate you to do these things. You kind of pick up the role of. Are you going to be the person who helps the child? Or are you going to be the person that abandons the child? Right. And yeah, like she probably passes down that that same ideology. Right. And, and don't get me wrong. Man, you should look presentable wherever you go. But you should do it for yourself and your own image. Not because you, you're trying to look, you're trying to garner somebody's respect. Like, you know, of course, if you're going to a business meeting, there's a certain way you should dress. But that's just, you know, common sense. Mm-hmm. If you go to a business meeting, you're not going to show up with sweatpants and a shirt on. You know what I'm saying? Like, there has to be some type of decorum. Yeah, but, you know, changing the way you talk or changing the way, you know, like, other people don't think like that. Like, you know, white people walk into those spaces. They don't, they're not thinking, oh, I got to look a certain way to appease black people. They're just living their lives. They don't have these thoughts. They don't have these conversations because they don't have to. Mm-hmm. Uh, in a sense it kind of happens it's portrayed to happen to everyone if you were to look at like old 90s sitcoms where you would see the disheveled white boy trying to get a career job with his parents ergo the but that's a class thing when it comes to white people it's, it's about class but you still see it and if you see it higher up in the class it shows that it could be prevalent yeah, but that's not respectability politics. Okay. That, that that's based off of like um class is not based necessarily on how you look. They're looking at okay, are you poor? Are you middle class? Are you higher class? They won't talk mm-hmm. to you, period, 
if you're not in the same class as them, they're immediately looking down on you. That's a class thing. Now, when it comes to white people, they more so look at class. We don't look at class. We look at, oh, uh, uh, you know how you know what I'm saying you got to wear your hair this way, you got to talk this way, you got to switch. You know what I'm saying? Like we think of more so actions than actual class. But it's kind of you know that's how they compete and judge one another. Hmm. It's like the the have and the have nots with them. They don't really necessarily care. Like you can look like a. Uh, you ever seen a rich redneck? Uh, yes, dog about uh, uh <laughs> Doug Dynasty, Doug right. Dynasty. Uh, yeah, or the uh the Murdochs. You know, if you don't know who that is, he was a serial killer, killed Murdoch. Mm-hmm. Alex Murdoch. He was a lawyer. Yeah, I heard of Alex Murdoch. Lawyer in South Carolina, he killed his son, his wife. I, I, I want to say he was killing motherfuckers. But yeah, they Damn. were pretty much they were in South Carolina and they were rich rednecks. Has nothing yeah. to do with what you look like. It has everything to do with how much money you got. So how does that relate to respectability conflict? No, it doesn't. You were trying to say it was the same thing. I was, I was saying it's like they judge each other uh, class. Yeah, that's how they judge. That's what they worry about. Versus in black spaces, most people worry about respectability politics. Oh, I got dreads. I, they got to look a certain way. Mm-hmm. Oh, I can't wear an afro. I have to cut my afro. We're thinking more so appearance to garner respect. Versus with them, they're looking at money. That's how they garner or base their respect on how, you know, who they're going to give respect to. But I wonder if she ever has that conversation with, like, other people on the bus. She says she does. She says she talks to young, old, male, and female. Hmm. And I'm worried because if, for those of you who are not aware, I have recently, in a different direction of my life, became a teacher. Um, I'm worried that when she have these conversations with younger kids have these conversations with younger kids that it will leave a bad impression on them because as you know they already impression when you're a teenager and then once you hear that you gotta be a certain way do a certain way you might build rebellion and you might just completely go right or you might just ruin a child's self-esteem that's true because up here up north northeast a lot of people take public transportation their entire life. I mean, well into their 30s. Yeah. They never get a car. So every day you're on a bus. If every day you talk to the same person, you're going to start picking up some of the ideologies. Or yeah. what you believe is going to get into them eventually. You know, whatever. If you do that for someone for at a young age to adulthood, you could make a little version of you, no problem. All right. That's scary. I'm just saying, but certain at a certain point in time you should not be allowed to interact with children once <laughs> you have proven that your mindset can yeah. fuck up a kid you shouldn't be around with them i agree i agree especially in, like come on now we've already seen that, that we have parenthood i was talking to uh somebody the other day and i was like you know anybody can have a child but that doesn't make you a parent damn you know like you know, I feel like parenthood in a way is a skill. And mm-hmm. it's not something, granted, you know, you're a first year parent, you're not, you're going to make mistakes. But it's something that you have to build and expand upon and grow in. And if you're not willing to do that and grow first as a person, you got to think how that's going to affect your child. And a lot of people don't think that far when it comes to having kids. You know, you got to think about, you know, your traumas and 
how the things you've been through in your life is going to affect your kid because, you know, mm -hmm. your perspective about life is going to be different from their perspective. But you're also responsible for molding that perspective, kind of, until they're old enough to go their own way and have their own thoughts and beliefs and, you know. But yeah, everybody shouldn't be a parent. But, you know, how has teaching been? It's been like a month now, right? Yeah, yeah, my little brother said this quote. It's been about a month, it's mm. been a hard month, by the way. Never do, <laughs> never ever start and beginning your paper. Oh, god, never start and beginning your paper. Worst idea of your life, trust me. Um, it's just real, dog. Mm. A lot of kids in the world now they're lacking, they don't have shit, and just crowning them with shit they should be having way too fucking early. Mm. Like, I get. I remember when I was a kid, we was into dumb shit too. But I feel like we are a part of a generation of kids—not even a generation, a group of kids—that mm. just listen to our parents and yeah. had parents that actually talk to us. So a lot of kids don't, and because of that, they raise themselves. And if you don't really know a lot of shit, you can't really learn a lot of shit. Let's, you know, you want to learn some shit. That's true. Yeah, and I don't know how the fuck I got on teacher. Oh my god, you mean that dude who was talking about how these kids yeah, don't bro. know? They, they were going they were off. You know, like once you like one TikTok, it's just gonna give you a bunch of you know related TikTok. So mm -hmm. I'm like, yeah, let's send these to CJ. They they was hitting on some good points. Like, um, I was having a conversation today, and she was telling me how you know her friend's child is not um on grade level. And I'm like, well, what grade is he in? Oh, kindergarten? How the fuck? Kindergarten's not even a grade. It's like, okay, what can't he do? He can't count? He can't do ABCs? It's like, this is kindergarten. Like, these are like the beginning stages. <clears throat> and it's like, how is the kid in kindergarten not on grade level? Like, I, that doesn't make sense to me. And I'm like, that has to be solely a parent issue because of like, this is when I was in kindergarten, you didn't do shit but ABCs, one, two, three, and take naps. Do you remember your kindergarten? Yeah, we <laughs> kindergarten wasn't fucking. It, maybe it's more advanced today. I get that's why I'm confused on how like how hard can it be because yeah, that's all we did ABCs, one, two, threes, maybe some shapes. Um, differentiating between different sounds. It wasn't like nothing too advanced, but I'm like, how can you tell that somebody's not on grade level in kindergarten? Hmm. It's like, I don't... That's really hard. Yeah, because it's, it's the basics. You know what I'm saying? Like, maybe he's just not picking up on it yet. Like, you gotta you give know, I said that. a chance I said to learn. That. I said that in school. That um, yeah. it's not the fact that you're you're not stupid. It just it takes you a little longer than usual right. to understand. Yeah, like some kids are just you know, and that's okay. But then it's the always the comparison thing than usual. Mm -hmm. But then, yeah, it's always a comparison. If you just allow it, you just you just take a little longer. Yeah, it's all right. You got it. Right, just, right. Like I think have that, patience, that but don't have patience. Patience is. A, a virtue knowledge. Yeah, oh. but if you're in like 
you know, eighth grade and you don't understand something. Like, okay, cool. That that's, you know, but kindergarten, that's like the starting stages. Like, give him some time to really understand what the fuck is going on. He just left pre-K. Yep, that's it. That's it. Thank you. Well, thank you. This has been a great episode <laughs> to CC the Blackery. I'm your host, Cosmos. And I'm Carrie. Talk to you later.